life right there. The score at the end of two periods, UMass Lowell 4 and Merrimack 1. Mike Macknick with John Leahy. Tonight's second intermission is brought to you, as it always is, by Merrimack Graduate Studies. At Merrimack, you can earn your master's degree in as little as one year. Choose from graduate programs in business, education, engineering, health sciences, criminology, and so much more. Visit merrimack.edu backslash graduate today for all the details. Well, joining us uh, here in the second intermission, Josh Cummins, New England Hockey Journal. And boy, Josh, that second period, all UMass Lowell. Um, maybe Yuri Huda might have liked to have maybe the fourth one back, but still, really, just the way that UMass Lowell dominated that period, start to finish a lot of the goals that they scored, just hard-working goals where they just overpowered players and won battles and that led to goals. Yeah, I thought a couple really nice shots, too, at the, the third and the fourth one. Yeah, but yeah it's just, uh, uh, I thought Merrimack played really well in the first period, but but like you said, uh, uh, so, some really hard-working plays, and that's what Lowell seems to tend to do just every year, no matter who the players are, and uh, a couple of the goals were by freshmen today, so that class has made a, a big impact there, and yeah, just some really hard-working play, which we're used to seeing from Norm's teams. Yeah, and it's funny, too, that, uh, you know, we see them do that, and it's impressive when you say, wow, they do this over and over, and yet at the same time, you can say, even within the same game, you know, they didn't play that way all the time. You know, no team is going to play, you know, their best all the time, there's no question about that, but uh, I don't know what was said between periods, the first and the second period there, but uh, Lowell really came out and uh, you know, stepped it up another level. Yeah, and it's really impressive to see with the number of freshmen that, that, that they have. I know a lot of the coaches talk about there aren't really freshmen at this time of the year, but 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 they have so many of them in the in the lineup like Merrimack does too, and it, it just seemed like you said, uh, really big games here down the stretch, and it does seem like they, they turned it off kind of like a, a playoff type uh, feel in these games. They might be taking over that lead in the uh, points for by fr- a freshman class here in the country because you know, you've got Blake Wells had no points coming into the game. Now he's got a goal and an assist, right? Yeah, Marek Karincic had no had no goals coming into the week, and now he's got a goal in, in consecutive games and may end up being the rookie of the week. So, uh, you know, we've known about guys like Brown and, and Lee and, you know, um, Berglund and, you know, guys that have had great years like that. They just keep pulling these guys out, it seems. I know, and that that, that last, uh, that fourth goal was a his defenseman. That was quite a quite a shot too. last two plays that they that they made just really hard working and pretty high skill for, for two guys that didn't have any points uh, coming into the weekend like you you've seen this Merrimack team now back to back last night at BU and uh, winning 5-1 lo- falling here tonight or at least losing at the end of two periods by the score of 4-1 what are your impressions there it's just a, like I said it's a it's a lot of freshmen and, and last night uh, uh, it seemed like like we were talking about they played with with a lot of desperation and it really did carry for for the three periods of the game. I thought they got it to a, a really good start tonight, but just uh, uh, a Lowell team kind of taking over, like we said, like they always do, and uh, it's just, uh, uh, it can be it can be hard against that team to, to kind of keep it consistently, and it's hard to uh, beat teams three times in a row. I know talking to John about that before the game, but uh, they're just, it's so impressive to kind of see what they do on a, an annual basis to just keep doing it with so many new guys. Hey, uh, Josh, maybe you can handicap the bean pot for us Monday night. What are your thoughts as we head into the finals of the Bean Pot Month? Yeah, it's. I thought BC was going to um, break the, the three-year Comav streak. Uh, uh, it was a really good game uh, the other end against BU, but uh, just uh, the overtime, double overtime, we weren't able to, to kind of capitalize on the special teams' chances, but uh, I think it's going to be a, a really fun game. Uh, I expect another close one, and uh, I know we're um, Mike and I were talking last night about, about what we were kind of thinking. It, it's really a wide-open field, but uh, 
going to be fun to see uh, uh, who comes out with that because I think it's going to be a really fun game between two teams that already played this year, and uh, it'll be fun to see how the second one You're certainly uh, much more of a Beanpot historian than me, but is it unusual that the two teams uh, that are competing in the championship Monday night are going to come in having lost their last game? Because that, that'll be true for both Northeastern and NBU. Yeah, last week all four teams came in uh, uh, Came into the Beanpot winning the right. winning the game too, which is kind of, just kind of funny. Uh, I think it probably speaks to just how wide open the league is this year more yeah. than anything else. But uh, but yeah, like uh, like we're talking about, it's just been really wide open this year, and it's going to be fun to see how this shapes out and who's able to to kind of uh, pull up in the in the standings and so tightly packed at this point. So we're going to see Craig Pantano in net for Northeastern. No question about that. He's been the man. The graduate transfer came over uh, from Merrimack. BU, what do they do? Because Ashton Abel, uh, you know, he's seemed uh, more human lately than he was uh, earlier. But it's been a while so now since Sam Tucker has played as well. I think that Albion Collins got a big decision to make there in net for BU. Yeah, it seemed like Abel's been been the guy recently. He has kind of taken over that position. I know he started last night, but uh, it, it just seemed like, I know, Albie O'Connell after the game, you can't really fault the, the goaltender for some of the goals. It was just short-handed opportunities. You, uh, Merrimack scored two on you. You have to kind of help your guy out there when you're in that situation. Obviously, it's it's more challenging, but, uh, but, but yeah, I just think that uh, you, you can't really fault the guy, so I, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him back in there, because he, he kind of has seized that job over the last few games. Played really well before a, a tougher night last night. Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking maybe, you know, you got the, the Drevich goal last night and then the two in the third period that were kind of longer shots from Hallway and, uh, and Kimmins that maybe, you know, there's some questions there. I don't know. I think it's going to be really interesting to see what they do decide to do. And, uh, and, and uh, two teams that if they weren't already going to have some uh, motivation to win a bean pot are coming in off of games that where they certainly didn't look their best. Yeah, they're... Like we were just talking about, they, they both won last week. It's going to be really interesting to see how the, the momentum goes because these Beanpot, it's it's really, uh, it's all about momentum in that type of game. They're, uh, it's it's not all the times about the, the seniors and the leaders. It's guys like we're kind of seeing tonight who maybe don't have as many points who are able to come through in those big games. So it'll be it'll be really fun to see that situation and, and what happens going forward, especially in that Beanpot game. Uh, before we let you go, uh, how about Hockey East uh, and, and the fact that standings are so close? You know, we, we were talking about it. You've got UMass and Providence right up there. Lowell, they win this game. They're going to be right up there within a couple of points of first as well. BC, uh, they're idle, uh, but they're still up there as well. Northeastern is down in ninth place, but really not that far uh, away from the top of the league as well. And Maine is really coming on with all their home games that they're playing. It wouldn't, be, wouldn't surprise me to see them end up, end up winning the league. How do you think all of this will play out here over the next few weeks. It's going to be really fun. I, I, like you said, Maine, it's really uh, uh, re- really going to be interesting to see what happens there because because they are going to be up there and, and just with the number of home games they have, uh, I think a couple teams have games in hand on them, but but it's that's they haven't lost a home game this year, which is insane. Um, 
So yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised at all to see them come out the top, but I obviously uh, UMass seems to be having a, a really great weekend right now against Providence. That's another team that's kind of up there. If they're they're solidifying themselves. There was a, a point in the middle of the, the year that, that maybe looked like they might slip back to uh, to the middle of the pack a little bit, but they bounced back really strong with uh, a game last night, obviously, against a, a UMass team that's, that's so talented. So it's, it's going to be a fun race and uh, interesting to see how it uh, how it shakes out with those top. But, but Maine is going to be maybe the story of the whole group because of how many home games they have left and uh, could, could really be in, in, in line to take it. Yeah, they might win the league uh, largely because of that. And also their schedule, I think, is the easiest of all the teams that remain. Before we let you go, Josh, BC coming up on the schedule for Merrimack. Uh, two games next weekend and then a game on the 27th to close the regular season. Your thoughts on the Eagles? Yeah, it, it, it seems like quite a few hockey's teams this year have had so much contribution from freshmen and, and they're another one with obviously the, the three draft picks get a lot of attention and, and Spencer Knight's been, been so good uh, uh, in the net there. Uh, maybe a tougher game in the, the bean pot on Monday night but um, but again it was a, they were kind of special team situations so not all of it's on the on the goaltender so it's going to be it's going to be a, a fun team. They've been a fun team to watch kind of rejuvenated this year with all of those freshmen that, are, that have played such a big impact. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting. I kind of wonder whether or not, you know, it's getting to be uh, uh, such later in su- such a long season for the freshmen that maybe it's starting to take a, a little bit of a toll. We'll see. At any rate, it should be a good one. As you said, uh, Josh, thanks as always for joining us. The England Hockey Journal, hockeyjournal.com, I think, if I have that right. And uh, you're on Twitter as well. Give your Twitter handle. Just, just my name, Joshua Cummins. All right. There you go, Josh. Thanks. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you again down the line. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate it. All right. Josh Cummins, our guest here in the second intermission with the score. UMass Lowell 4 and Merrimack 1. We'll be back with more right after this. This is Warrior Hawk.